0: our sermon series since Easter have been looking at the places where Christ is alive after the resurrection, and today our story is from the 15th chapter of Acts, which is well after Jesus has ascended, but as we read, we learn that Christ is alive when the church is fully alive. So listen now to the book of Acts, 15th chapter, verses 1 through 18. Certain individuals came down from Judea and they were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to discuss this question with the apostles and the elders. So they were sent on their way by the church and as they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, they reported the conversion of the Gentiles and brought great joy to all believers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and said, it is necessary for them to be circumcised and ordered to keep the law of Moses. Well, the apostles and the elders, they met together to consider this matter. After there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, my brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you, that I should be the one through whom the Gentiles would hear the message of the good news and become believers. And God, who knows the human heart, testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And in cleansing their hearts by faith, he has made no distinction between them and us. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing on the neck of the disciples a yoke that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear. On the contrary, we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. Well, the whole assembly kept silence, and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they told of all the signs and wonders that God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, My brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first looked favorably on the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophets as it is written, After this I will return, and I will rebuild the dwelling of David which has fallen. From its ruin I will rebuild it, and I will set it up so that all peoples may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles over whom my name has been called. Thus says the Lord, who has been making these things known from long ago. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, you have been speaking to your people, to the church. For so very long, you have spoken words of love and grace and redemption. You have called us to your holy way and loved us even when we have failed. And so we pray that you would speak to us once again, Lord. May your Holy Spirit be in all of the words spoken and in all the thoughts of our minds and meditations of our hearts. Amen. The author Malcolm Gladwell has written that all organizations or clubs have a similar problem when it comes to bringing new people in. He says when there is an organization or club, they want to keep the barrier to joining very low. They want people to be able to come in. They don't want to set too high a standard so that no one can join. But at the same time, they want joining to mean something. And so there does have to be some standard. This is the problem the early church faced. It's a problem the church has faced over the years at different times. The problem here is that Gentiles are coming into the church, and that is such good news. But there are people who had grown up in the Jewish tradition. They had followed the law, and they had been circumcised as a part of that and they believe that the new people coming in should have to do what they did. Now, if I'm feeling particularly unkind, I read this and I think those Pharisees, they just want it hard on them because it was hard on for the Pharisees and they want it to be hard on everybody. But I don't actually think that's what's happening because say what you want, but the Pharisees were faithful and they tried to follow God. Their thinking is that the Gentiles are very, very different from them. I think that's really the problem. Gentiles were different than those who had grown up in Judaism. And the Jewish people had been told from the beginning that they were separate from the Gentiles. They shouldn't even socialize with the Gentiles because Gentiles did not eat the same foods. They did not worship the same way. They did not keep the same cleanliness rituals. And so if you've grown up your whole life thinking that the Gentiles are so very different, it can be really hard to welcome them in. And so their thinking is that you should become a little more like me, and then we'll all be comfortable in the church. And Peter has a lot to say about this. Peter stands up and says, From long ago we know that it was God's plan to bring the Gentiles into the church. The prophets testify to it. We see it in the story of Simeon that Jesus' goal is that the whole of the world would be invited into the church. And so if that is the case, why are we making it harder on these new converts? Actually, what Peter says and is so interesting is he says, why are you testing God by making it harder on them? Do you see what he's saying? It is always God who converts people. It is always God who calls people to God's self. It's never the work of a person. Someone may say some words that bring you closer, but it is always the work of God in converting people. And so Peter says... You're making this harder on God than it needs to be. We should welcome them all. And then Peter says this, remember it's only God who knows the human heart. Do you remember your Old Testament? Do you remember where it says, God wants a circumcision of the heart, not a circumcision of the body? God wants hearts that are dedicated to God, and having one's heart turned over to God is how we change it all anyway. And so circumcision at one time was important to the people of faith, but to us now what is important is what's in our heart. And only God knows that. Only God knows what's in my heart and what's in yours. And so we don't pick and choose who we invite into the church. We trust God to know their heart, And we extend the invitation and the welcome over and over again, because that's who we are. Jesus Christ is most alive when the church is open and welcoming. There is not a single place where Jesus says he wants to kick people out. Always he's inviting more and more in. And you remember what the ultimate goal is? The ultimate goal is that one day you won't need preachers. You won't need churches. We will all be believers and have our hearts dedicated to God. And so we work for that day. Now, we know what's difficult, right? Is that there are some people who rub us the wrong way. There are some people we don't like. There are people that we just simply don't understand. And it's really hard to love someone and welcome those you don't understand. And I remember talking about this. Early after I become a Christian and there was an older woman in my home church, she was just a saint and she said, okay, Tara, I got your answer. Here's what you do. When you identify people or peoples who rub you the wrong way and you're having a hard time loving, you pray for them for two weeks straight. And not only do you just pray for them, but you pray that they get all the things that you want. None of this passive-aggressive prayer, like, Lord, please help them. I've said that one too. But prayers like, dear Lord, help Auburn fans to know what it's like to win a national championship. Right? You find the place where you struggle to like or know, and you just pray that they get everything you want. I pray that you, not because we don't understand each other, but because I love you, I pray that you have what I want a vibrant life of faith, children who are healthy and whole and flourish. I hope you have joy and love in your life, the same things I would want for myself. And so again, remembering that only God knows the human heart, when we are troubled and when we are challenged, we go to God in prayer and we take God that too. Here's who I'm struggling with. Please, Lord God, Give them all the good things. And listen, I've never had a time where at the end of the two weeks, things weren't better. Now, four weeks from that, I'll have to pray it again because I've somehow picked up my resentment or whatever that is. But it's about changing my heart more than anything else. And so I offer to God those that I struggle loving. When we talk about this, I don't know about you, but I always think in terms of the church, and that makes me think of this building, and y'all, we do a good job of welcoming people. I really believe that. Every time new members join, I always pull them aside and say, now, if you weren't welcomed, you can tell me, you know, because I wanna know how we're doing with new people. And over and over again, we hear that this is a lovely and welcoming place. Your challenge, my challenge, the challenge of all Christians, is to be that welcoming and loving out in the world, because you are the church. You as a person, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you are the church. And the church needs to be loving and welcoming all the time, not just for one hour on Sunday. And so we go out into the world and we try to practice what we've learned here. This is the place where we come to practice and we practice loving and caring for people, And then we go out into the world. And if you are like me, you don't do it as well out there. But you ask for forgiveness and you try again. We are working towards every person having the love of God in their heart. And we are the people who are called on by Jesus Christ. And Jesus is most alive when we are living that out in the world. It's not easy. But there's no one else I'd rather do this with. You have all of the gifts for it. So I wanted to read you something as I close. About 10 years ago, there was a small church in Florida. And this kind of went around. um, All of my minister friends were sending this back and forth to each other. But this is a welcome that was written in their church bulletin. And so I'm going to read it to you. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if there is something about this you don't like, that's who you get to pray for for two weeks. Congratulations. Okay? (laughs) Okay. That's how it works. This is what they have in their church bulletin every week. You're welcome here. We extend a special welcome to those who are single, married, divorced, gay, filthy rich, or dirt poor. We extend a special welcome to crying newborns, to those who are skinny as a rail, or those who could afford to lose a few pounds. We welcome you if you can sing like an angel or can't carry a note in a bucket. You're welcome here if you're just browsing, just woke up, or just got out of jail. You're welcome here if you're Protestant, Catholic, evangelical, liberal, conservative, or whatever else. We extend a special welcome to those who are over 60 but not grown up yet, and to teenagers who are growing up way too fast. We welcome soccer moms, NASCAR dads, starving artists, tree huggers, latte sippers, or junk food eaters. We welcome those who are in recovery and those who are still addicted. We welcome you if you're having problems or if you're down in the dumps or if you don't like organized religion. We've been there too. If you blew all of your offering money at the casino, you're welcome here. We offer a special welcome to those who think the earth is flat, work too hard, don't work at all, can't spell, or because grandma is in town and wanted to go to church. We welcome those who are inked, pierced, or both. We offer a special welcome to those who could use a prayer right now, to those who had religion shoved down their throat as a kid, and to those who got lost in traffic and wound up here by mistake. We welcome tourists, seekers, and doubters, bleeding hearts. We welcome you. Carry this welcome out into the world, taking to God all of the people who trouble you, trusting that God knows their heart, because then we will have a church that is fully alive and a Christ who is fully alive with us. Thanks be to God. Amen.